What's up, Geekscapists? Welcome to a brand new Geekscape. I'm sitting here with our good friend, Kenny Craig. Let's start that theme song again. Let's keep dancing. Let's go the whole time. Let's keep Comics. All right. Movies. I think we're good. I thought we were going to do Geekscape the musical. Sorry Can we do that. a musical? Uh, we are here at the Zena TV studios. and uh, It's training day. It, you know, it's all good training day. Yeah, we got Denzel no in here, and uh, he may be playing both sides of the law. Uh, we don't know. He's people, an X Factor. Uh, when I when I was in the hospital, um, all the nurses thought I looked like Ethan Hawke. I think you look like Ethan Hawke right now. Really? Uh, well, wait, Ethan Hawke right I, now I is not it. as I good as not as good as Ethan Hawke uh, twelve years ago. Uh, no, Ethan Hawke now had boy. Predest- so, yeah, but he did have know. predestination. So I'm gonna have also, a baby with. I can't. I can't spoil but what about, it. I can't spoil it. What about it. before that when he was in the Explorers, which was a oh pretty damn god, movie. that was one of my so, favorite movies. Yeah, that's like movie. one of my like all time like childhood like nostalgia moments is just watching the Joe Explorers. Dante. It's an awesome movie. Um, the the uh, studio. I think the, the everything sounds like there's a lot of air in the headphones. It sounds like. I thought we got rid of the air in the head, but there we go. Uh, you cool. just hate air. I just don't, you know, it's like... Sorry I, it's not nitrous oxide, Jonathan. I, I, it may be in the headphones. I hope it's not in the recording. I just don't want everybody to be listening all of a sudden. It sounds like we're in a tunnel. Uh, it but sounds like like we're underneath. We're, we're in. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like an episode of Geekscape Games. Anyway, this is Geekscape. We talk movies, video games, comic books. We do it every week. We've been doing it for uh, years. This will be coming up on our 10-year anniversary of Geekscape, um, which is crazy in December. And uh, it's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's cool. I've had nothing better to do. My clapping's not impressive. <laughs> and we have Kenny. Uh, Kenny's back. Um, you had some issues getting to the show. Yeah, I had some issues with rides. But rides I, I'm, I'm finally, I'm finally back. I'm excited. It's been far too long. I feel like I, I don't know anything anymore. Like what's happening. Well, the good thing is, um, I feel like I, I do miss you, but you were just on Geekscape Games, and I loved that episode. Uh, I think Shane's been consciously trying to make the show shorter and yeah. more succinct, which means it's more power per minute, and uh, and it's cool. I get, that's how I get my video game news. I haven't played video games in a in a in a while, and now I'm looking at Christmas staring my, me in the face, and I and I'm getting all the information from you guys on what PS4 version to buy because there's a ton. And then with the whole Xbox One, Mini Slim, this, that, uh, Project Scorpio Neo, I don't even know what I'm looking at anymore. No one does. I don't know where to put my dollar. Uh, but you guys helped me break it down and at least let me know what games are available. So you guys are my resource. I think you guys have been putting out pretty good stuff. So if you guys aren't subscribing to Geekscape Games, uh, you should. Uh, there is... I'm gonna go ahead and say it's it's adult content. <laughs> what? No, not at all. It is it is a soft PG. It's like is there a soft to, it's like PG listening to a bunch of sailors. It's like listening to a bunch of sailors talk video games. Yeah, just basically. with more semen. <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, and this is Geekscape. We uh, always we talk about all that stuff we were talking about. I'm sorry I wasn't here last week, uh, and we skipped an episode. I was in Stowe, Vermont for a screenwriting fellowship I got, and Stowe, Vermont is stunning no it doesn't matter where you look. It is a sky full of stars. It's nothing but nice trees. Really? It was. Beautiful, and I always love scenery like that. Just reminds me of home, like 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 in Tahoe, anywhere that you can just see like all of the stars. I could I could stay there forever. It was amazing, and the the leaves were kind of starting to work their way towards fall. Oh and wow, what just looked like, assholes! You know what? This place just looked like a valley full of old farmhouses and chapels and like steeples and stuff and bridges. And I was like, what is this, Madison County? Like, what is I was this? just gonna say, it's like, like the bridges of Madison like, County. I basically spent last week in a Nicholas Checkpoint. Sparks. Yeah, yeah I, I spent last My week in like a Nicholas Sparks novel. Yeah, I was like, okay, this is fun. Um, but I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be doing Geekscape, and there's a lot of stuff going on. We got Kamikaze at the end of next week, uh, at the end of next month. If you guys haven't 
haven't gotten passes to Kamikaze, uh, you, you should get passes. Kamikaze Expo, we'll have a booth there. And also this Friday, there's a screening of a movie that I introduced into the lexicon of the, geeks, uh, of the Geekscape with our good friend Ralph Oppel, who runs It Came From The VHS, which is a tw- like an Instagram account you should be following because it's just a bunch of clips from crappy VHS movies. Yeah, nice. And one of the ones I told Ralph about years ago, and it came from the VHS, actually. Uh, I think it started on a Vine account, and then it went to Instagram. And it, it's doing well because At Midnight references yeah. it a lot. Yeah, yeah, And this movie may be one of the best ones. I would say uh, I would say Wizard of the Lost Kingdom is the best VHS movie I've introduced into our community. But this one, Deadly Prey, is easily the best Rambo ripoff movie. Oh, nice. Introduced, and this Friday at Geekscape is if you're in Los Angeles, Ralph is screening... Uh, Deadly Prey at the Egyptian <laughs> on the big screen. Tickets are like $11. Please be there because I'm going to be there. And also my brother Paul London. Oh, awesome. Who you guys know as wrestling fans uh, is going to be introducing the film, maybe talking after the film. I don't know what my brother's doing, but he's hosting the event with Ralph. <laughs> and awesome. both those sons of bitches better be thankful uh, that I it's even because intru- of you. Yeah, that I even you better get like them seventeen this thanks. This movie is so bad. Uh, <laughs> and it I bet to... you it's still better than the Rambo video game that came out five years ago. Probably. It's, but, yeah, yeah that, probably. Was, that was one of the worst video games. But it of has all to be time. seen on the big screen to truly be depreciated, depreciated, depreciated. <laughs> because it is not a good movie. But you're gonna have a hell of a lot of fun uh, laughing at it with with all of us. Um, speaking of screenings. We've got one to promote right here with our guest, Michael Valentine. He's a filmmaker behind this new documentary called Comics uh, Beyond the Comic Book Page. We first met Michael years ago at WonderCon when he showed up and said, Hey guys, I've got this comic book documentary that I'm putting together called Comics with an X to represent the streets. Word. <laughs> and, and, uh, and we were like, that's great. X gonna give it uh, to you. But here's the thing. When most people say, I've got this thing I'm working on. A lot of those things never make that, it past the finish line. Right. It's like, and, and so you want to invest in them. You want to believe in them. And, and you're like, hey, good luck. Just let us know how it is. I don't know what we can do for you because you end up with like a million plates spinning. That it, A lot of them end up falling. Right. Right? Not Michael. Not Mr. Valentine. He actually saw this thing through. And it is actually uh, available right now on any service you guys have. Like if you've got the Voodoo, if you've got uh, Dish Network, Time Warner Cable, iTunes, uh, yeah, PlayStation Play, Network, everything, uh, the YouTube, sir, all that stuff. Like if you are, if you have a place to watch movies online, that is legal. <laughs> you download, uh, go buy this comics documentary. It's got a ton of big names in it, and Michael made it. And if you're in Los Angeles and you want to see it on the big screen, which I love how seeing movies, uh, Thursday, October sixth, uh, they're trying to uh, sell enough tickets to get a tug screening going. So if you go to tug.com and search for comics. With an X. Tug.com is what now? <laughs> Tug.com. <laughs> it's T-U-G-G. And oh, okay, okay. You, you know, right. like like Draft House Films and the yeah. whole Draft House, Alma Draft House community there in Austin, they have an online uh, service that we've actually used to throw screenings as well, and it's called Tug, T-U-G-G.com. And what you do is you go on there, and you can uh, sponsor a screening. Say, oh, hey, cool. I, I want to watch this film on the big screen. Right. And, and it works really well for like indie films yeah, or, yeah. or your friend's films. If you hit a certain, it's almost like Kickstarter. So yeah. you, you go around and you solicit this screening, and your friends buy tickets. And if you sell enough tickets to hit a threshold, then you can pay for the theater, nice. you can pay for the seats, all this stuff, and you end up uh, having the screening go in an actual theater. And this one's at the Rave down uh, close to Marina del Rey, around mm-hmm. there by LAX. Yeah. So if you guys are in LA and you want to see comics on the big screen, not just on your digital devices where it's available now, go ahead and um, and 
Go to tug.com and look for it. Oh, I think that's cool. the wrong one. Is that it? No. Tug.com? It's yeah, that's the right one, but it's a wrong event. We're wrong doing, event. You we're guys are doing to... a 7.30, right? Yes. Yes. So there's that's the 6.30 screening. We want the 7.30 screening. If you're watching Geekscape here on Senate TV you Live. You can get tickets to that one, too. That's get in tickets San to Francisco. What? Oh, that was in San Francisco? Oh, yeah. oh cool. Yeah. So you guys are doing it in San Francisco, too. Let's yeah, see. Yeah, we're trying to do one in San Francisco oh, as well. Oh, just do one everywhere. And if you can't, don't live in San Francisco or Los Angeles, you can do a screening right there in your living room. You can do one wherever <laughs> you want. And the great thing about this film is that it's kind cool. of one of those films that's really – it's for fans, mm-hmm. and it's for fans to get together and watch it with other fans. Okay, so you – well, wait a minute. Growing up as a comic fan, like, how many friends did you actually have? Because I remember <laughs> being like, hey, you guys want to go to the movies together? No. Well, no, you, no one would say no because of the, the amount of friends was already zero. So yeah. you'd be like, yeah, I'll go with you. You'd just <laughs> hey, say to yourself. Hey, me. Look, t- like, I would love to go with you. Me, me too. Touching, wait. Touching the Best window. Friends? Just touching Clap. the window and laying my hand down my face. <laughs> Um, but I think okay. Explain. I'm sorry. I made a stupid joke. No, but, no, no. But, it's, a, it's a great joke. But if you, <laughs> no, it's not. so, thank you, sir. Uh, if if you were uh, it, tell us about this movie, like, because there are other comic book documentaries, and yes. how is comics different? Well, um, I started working on the film in 2003. Okay. And a lot of these comic book documentaries that you see probably weren't even around at that point. Um, and what a lot of those films do is they, they're specific to maybe a subject like a comic book or a publisher or a creator mm-hmm. um, or uh, a character. This film tries to explore all those things, the whole phenomenon of comic books. So we have things about the history of comics, but we also have segments on publishing, more of the independent side of publishing. Um, we talk about the, you know, the fans and what they, when comic books mean to them. Um, they dress up, you know, and they go to the conventions, but they're very passionate. They're very smart. Um, so we go into that world. We do – basically I try to hit every little corner of the phenomenon that we can with the film. And uh, I think that's what makes it different. It's fun. It's informative. Um, it's really a film that when I was growing up, I wish I could have seen. Right. Because if I'm young and I see this great film with Stan Lee and Frank Miller and all these people talking about – all these kinds of great things that can inspire. And that's hopefully what this film does. Hopefully when people see it, they get inspired. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Florida. Okay, and in Flo- and like you had your, like your local comic book shop, and you were a comic book fan. And What was the climate like when you grew up as a comic book fan in Florida? Well, I'm a little bit older than you guys. Okay. So uh, when I was growing up, the comic books were still in the 7-Elevens. That, I think oh, this, wow. And I think that the the loss of the spinner racks yep. has really cost a lot of kids like we did. To, it's it's hurt because we don't kids don't discover comics there anymore. Mm-hmm. I think there's like so there's still comics in Seven Eleven. I think it's like called like, Hustler. Yeah, there's a uh, Hustler. Playboy. Um, They're behind the counter. You have to ask for them. Adult yeah. comic books. Yeah. Now. Are they adult? Yeah, <laughs> they have adults in them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're, yeah, they're okay adults. I got it now. Yeah, they're wearing yeah. tight stuff too. Yeah, <laughs> or you know, no stuff. Here's the thing: some of these, you know, if you lived the '90s, you know that some of those '90s comics they were wearing less they than were... they did in Hustler. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, right? Um, so you wanted to make this film, and what was the process of going about? Had you made a movie before, or we were like, hey, let's just start pointing a camera and stuff? I just want to meet some of these creators. Well, you know, what happened was is that you know, growing up loving comic books. And my earliest memories are you know, seven, eight years old, walking home from school and stopping at 7-Eleven and reading the comics off the racks. Hey, you got to buy that. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, John Romita, uh, Neil Adams, some of those guys. Singer. Was, John Romita, singer. S- senior, yeah. of course. Was, uh, 
you know, some of the inspirations that really I love just watching, you know, they're looking at their images and reading the comics. And so I've kind of been in comics pretty much all my life, but about 14 years ago, um, I decided I wanted to try to make a comic book. And oh. anybody out there who thinks that that's easy, it's not. I had this really cool idea, and I wanted to make a comic book out of it. And I realized that that's pretty hard to do. Right. You what know? was the idea? Like, like how far? Mm. And how, well, how far did you get? Let's talk about that. Well, I, you know, I didn't get too far. I, I wrote a synopsis. Um, I started looking for artists and writers. I went to my first convention in North Hollywood in 2003, and when I got there and I saw this really cool world of people interacting with artists and writers, and you know, talking to them, and 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 I was just like, I was blown away by that. And that's when I realized that. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to capture the phenomena of comics. Uh-huh. You know, I wanted to show, you know, I wanted to talk to Stan Lee and hear his stories about creating his iconic characters, but I also wanted to capture, you know, fans standing in line waiting to, you know, meet some of their heroes. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was really amazing, that whole environment. So that's when I started shooting. And I knew that, you know, I needed to get a big name for for it to stick, you know. Right. I knew that I needed to get uh, someone like a Stan Lee. Um, I was fortunate in 2004, I got to meet him at Comic-Con. And, uh, you know, he's a super nice guy, just like anybody would expect, you know. Um, when you see him talk and, and, and watch him and stuff, you think, oh, I wonder if he's like that. But Michael, he, he uh, once called Dickscape, yeah. Dickscape. Yeah. Oh, he did? Okay. And so, then it turned I, into Dick Space. And then it turned into Dick Space. He, <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's, a, he's a very nice Stan, guy. He is Stan, a good, is, Stan is nice to everyone but us. Yeah, okay. so we're basically <laughs> saying he has a good head on his shoulder. Well, you know, it's funny. <laughs> he's got good taste, I yeah, think. Yeah. He, know, he knows he, he knows he knows what we are. He's honest, if anything. Well, you know, I mean... it. Again, in 2004 and 2005, I think he was much approachable, more approachable than he is now. Right. I mean, you know, he was huge then, but now he's, you know, he's he's just, you know, catapulted. And you try to, like, stop and talk to him at a convention, and he's got goons around him, and, you know, it's like no one can get close to him. And when sure. I met him, it was just like I just walked up to him. He goes, this is great. I can't do a stand, but we have, we we have, if you guys go to our YouTube channel, you see that I've sat down with Stan. He's come to our parties and stuff. We, we've, we love Stan and he's awesome. I actually, uh, Kamikaze, the, the, uh, you'll probably be at Kamikaze Mm -hmm. next month. It's, Mm -hmm. it's the weekend of Halloween. Yep. Uh, here in LA and that's Stan's convention. We do a lot of work with them. Uh, Keith Tralins, uh, and Regina Carpinelli who run the convention. I played D and D with Keith on Saturday night and he loves the El Chucho character. I do this, this Cholo who's into, comics and pokemon, pokemon and <laughs> amiibo and stuff yeah and i said uh hey keith um what do you think of this idea because he's he's like i want to do more el chucho videos nice and i don't love doing el chucho videos because i don't like growing facial hair because uh, it's itchy anyway uh i do once i'm in the character i have fun but i said why don't we do this video where el chucho is hanging with stan and he's like yo this guy started his own gang Marvel versus DC. <laughs> There's a war on the streets, and he's basically making Marvel and DC like yeah, a gang war right, right. with Stan as the head of like yeah. his version of the Crips, which is the Marvel Corps and the is the he True Believers. Wear, like, a bandana and everything, well, the or? thing is, the the sketch would then be El Chucho blinging out Stan and being like, "Oh, Stan, man, you can't be wearing this shit, man. <laughs> you know, people got to respect you." And he starts basically putting a bunch of bling and bandanas and stuff on Stan and uh, really we're just gauging whether or not Stan would be game for that or, right. if, or if he'd just be like get that out of my office 
I think either or. I think a skit either or of both of those would be, be equally enjoyable. Yeah. You should just go and pitch it to Stan as El Chucho. So at least you get something out of just it. Just his reaction probably would be worth the yeah. price of admission. Sure. I will see. Um, it's in the cards. So Geekscape, I don't want to promise too much. It is absolutely up to Stan, and he's been nothing if not generous with us in the past and patient let's add that um be patient as well because we're about to take a break here on zenit.tv uh have a spot break you guys can see what some of the other zenit tv shows are and uh we'll be right back with michael we'll be talking comics and comics both the movie and the phenomenon and what we do i don't know anyway stay hang with us this is geekscape All right, we're back here on Geekscape. We got Michael Valentine talking about his uh, feature documentary, Comics Beyond the Comic Book Pages. It's available right now if you guys are, uh, if you guys got like PlayStation Network and all these online digital distribution platforms, you can find the movie, uh, throw it a purchase. And then again, if you're in San Francisco and Los Angeles, you want to see it on the big screen on uh, October 6th, 6th, then go to tug.com and search for Comics. The movie. Tug with two G's, because yeah, I, I think the other one may get you something completely G's. different. Um, no comment, but, you know, be <laughs> careful when you enter that URL, folks. Uh, <clears throat> one thing I wanted to say was uh, Geekscape is also, we got a sponsorship, and uh, it's LootCrate.com. If you go to LootCrate.com slash Geekscape and you enter the offer code Geekscape, you get all sorts of cool uh, discounts to your monthly uh, Loot Crate. There's also the, loot, the DX Crate, the Gaming Crate. The anime crate. The mega crate. Next week, <laughs> next week we'll do a crate opening with Kenny so he can get all sorts of free stuff. Finally. And whatever you don't want <laughs> goes to our good friends here in the studio yeah. at Zena.tv because let me tell you, I've, I've, got, I've got a ton of stuff already waiting for you. So if you guys I'm wanna, excited for wanna, the claptrap. Yeah, yeah, the claptrap uh, bottle opener is pretty cool. If you Geekscape us want any uh, cool stuff and you want it on a monthly basis, go to uh, lootcrate.com slash Geekscape and sign up for your own subscription. We will see them at Kamikaze as well. Um, so let's talk about the movie. You've got this film, and the person I'm really excited about is Frank Miller, because Frank Miller is a bit reclusive. Uh, and not only that, after like the 300s and Dark Knight uh, Strikes Back, I was like, well, I don't know if Frank Miller... I think Frank Miller is done. And I'll admit, I, I thought that. And I was critical of Frank in his creative output. And then this new Dark Knight came out. You know, the third chapter in the Dark Knight okay. Returns mm-hmm. huh. series, series that is currently being put out that uh, that Brian Azzarello is helping him write. Have you been reading this thing? Mm, I've read a little bit of it. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Wow. I think it's awesome. And in the book, uh, Frank Miller does, the, the, there's these mini comics inside that is all his writing and artwork. Oh, cool. Uh, um one of the uh, what are names? Um, why, why am I blanking on this? Uh, the art is actually the art of the issue is done by I am totally blanking. Ah, you're not a nerd. Me. One of the two brothers. Uh, no, who... you have no longer cre- having <laughs> credibility. Right. You don't know an artist on a comic book inside a comic book. You <laughs> suck, Jonathan. <laughs> Man, Hell, the geekscapists are yelling right now. Um, but uh, it will come to me. Uh, anyway, I think the new Dark Knight book that. Frank is co-writing with Brian uh, Azrael is phenomenal, and it's really cool. They they open the bottled city of Candor, you know that little city that they keep in, yeah. like Superman mm-hmm. keeps in the in the Fortress of Solitude. Uh, they open it, and all the Candorians are assholes, and they want to take over Earth and basically turn well, it course. into Krypton because it's they're like, why'd you leave us up. in a damn bottled city right. for this yeah. long? 
they're they're basically a cult that nobody noticed was taking over Kandor, and now he basically unleashed like a Branch Davidian cult, <laughs> <laughs> and they've enlarged, and they're a bunch of Kryptonians that are running rampant on uh, Earth, and uh, like enlarged, really decimating like, like the superheroes. They they they. I don't want to spoil it for you, but they're a bunch of assholes. They may or may not have killed the Atom, which is kind of a cliffhanger on one of the issues that I was like, no, they just wow. stepped on the Atom. And <laughs> it's pretty awesome. And there's high stakes at every issue. And uh, Superman's got a daughter who may or may not join them in lieu of, you know, because she, you know, she's young and she's an upstart and she's kind of goth at yeah. that age. And she's <laughs> like, I've got Superman powers. Yeah. I don't need to be in service to these insects like my father is i can run around and use my powers for to be powerful like f this i'm not in the service of anybody and obviously clark is like oh, please no she's like Screw you, <laughs> no man. please and it's like awesome. no i'm taking your credit card and fucking it's, everyone up it's pretty damn good and it's hardcore meanwhile they got to get the batman back and the batman is now in his third dark knight story so he's even more crotchety and retired, and we don't even know if Bruce is still alive, and we got to bring him back because he can organize people against the Kryptonians, even though he's just a man. The story is awesome. I recommend it fully. You have to check that one out. That being said, Frank Miller is in your movie. Yes. What was that like? Well, it was uh, it was pretty amazing to get Frank. I will have to say he's probably the, one of the toughest persons to actually interview as far as getting the interview. Okay. Um, I've always been a fan of his, especially the Batman stuff that he did uh, early on with the Dark Knight and the Sin City stuff that he did. Um, so I kind of thought, you know, tr- I was trying to get two sides of the realm, you know, from Stan Lee on one side, what's the other side? To me, it was Frank Miller. Now, why, why do you think that? Well, just because, you know, his stuff is a lot darker and a lot, you know, he's got a, a unique style that's all his own. Especially sure. in those Sin City uh, which is one of my favorite comic books. Um, so it was kind of uh, far away from what you know Marvel, at, especially it's like early pulp, on. Indie, indie pulp. He did kind of. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think, find it. I mean, yeah, a noir of some yeah, kind, right? Uh-huh. You know. So it was to me. It kind of it kind of made sense to have that balance. Sure. Um, but getting Frank to get an interview wasn't that easy. Um, I went through his assistant. At and that's why it took from 2003 until now. Pretty <laughs> much. Because of Frank I started Miller. the email campaign. I started the mailing campaign in 2003. Hey, you know, sometimes that's what it takes. Sure, you sure. know, I mean, you know, especially when you're an up-and-coming filmmaker. This is my first film. Sure. So Frank's like, who are you? Why should I give you five minutes of my time? And it makes sense, you know? Yeah. And so, um, but luckily I was able to get through his to his assistant, and she's like, okay, Frank will do it. He'll give you, you know, 20 minutes. Now, Frank's in Manhattan. I'm here. So I'm like, okay, great. I'll fly up there with one camera guy, and, and we'll we'll just get what we get, right? Yeah. I mean, sure. Well, well, if we're lucky, we'll get something great. You know, if we don't, I'll get Frank on camera. That's great. Um, we'll see what he wants to talk about. So her and I went back and forth on flights and yeah. times and all that because Frank kept changing his mind. And one minute he said, oh, I can't do it. And then the next minute he's like, okay, I'm, I'm back on. <laughs> so finally I pinned them down to a date and I get the airline tickets. And at the very last minute she says, Frank won't do it. Oh, my God. God and I'm like, oh, shit. You didn't get airline protection. You get ticket protection. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, no. How was your vacation to New York? I ran, I was, your I was, random vacation. I was bringing my dog with me and I got him a ticket. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, damn it, Frank, what am I gonna do? So yes, I was kind of, kind of content with not him not being in the film. Uh, The artist is Adam Kubert. 
Yes. <laughs> oh, hey, there you go. I'm sorry. Good, good, good job. The artist is good artist Cooper. actually, by the way. He's a great artist. Yeah, I didn't realize he was part of that. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, so last minute, you know, she said he's not going to be able to do it. And I was like, I have my tickets, you know, I've made reservations, everything. We were just going out there for the day. Right. It wasn't like we were going to spend a lot of time there. We were going to go there, shoot it. Does Frank it. have spare bedrooms? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll sleep on his couch or on the floor or whatever, you know. And I had never met Frank before. Sure. So, you know, Frank is kind of a interesting guy. You know, I wasn't really sure what to expect. So at the last minute, I just told her, I said, or the lady's name was Hildy, and I said, Hildy, you know, just talk to him. I said, I got tickets. I'm ready to come out there. So she talks to Frank. Long story short, he was okay with it. I flew out there. Um, we get to his Manhattan loft, and his loft is pretty amazing. You know, it's got sketches and artwork everywhere. Tons of Batman books, 300 stuff, Sin City stuff, props from the movie. Wow. You know, it's just like, you know. Oh. He probably just wipes his ass with amazing pieces of art that he's done. <laughs> he's just like, you know what, fuck this. <laughs> you guys like that uh, that Daredevil run I did? <laughs> Here's some extra pages from it. Yeah, Daredevil actually started for me wiping my butt. And I was like, yeah, the man without like fear, a man, mean man with a dirty rear. Here you go. <laughs> I'm starting dude. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Fear this daredevil oh you got a you got a super smell here you go i'm done anyway you so, get up there yeah so we get up there um and so i get I get we get to a studio and uh you know he's nowhere to be found but we're just setting up grappling hook hits the window he climbs out he comes out he's like in the shadows he goes i've been here the whole time yeah. i've been watching you the whole time so we get there and he comes out and we get introduced and sure. he's like He's got this look, you know, like, Damn. I'm very busy. I got lots of other things to do. I don't have time for you, but okay. You know, I committed, so I'll give you 15 minutes. I'm like, shit, 15 minutes? I flew all the way out here. You're going to give me 15 minutes? Sure. And But I'm like, whatever. You know, I'll take it. So um, we set up, and he's kind of getting impatient. You know, I can tell. So I'm like, tell my camera guy, just get you know, get this get the set set up we'll yeah. just get what we can um so we finally get a setup and he comes on and we end up i end up talking to him for like an hour and a half wow Whoa. yeah okay that is awesome so well that's what happens yeah. with these guys if you start talking to them you know especially if you're talking about their stuff yeah they, just sure. stroking the ego right? just a little then, bit then, they're yeah. like oh well hey <laughs> let me tell you a little bit more about it yeah yeah so we talked about everything we talked about his work on batman you know his roots where he grew up and and one of the interesting stories they talked about is neil adams and mm-hmm. didn't know this but you know neil adams really helped him get to start hmm. in comic books a lot of people don't know that and he, so he tells a story and i'm like floored because he's talking about how neil thought his work sucked and neil adams is the guy who helped kind of the resurgence of batman mm-hmm. in the mid-70s where Batman took a little bit of a darker turn. He was kind of getting away from like the happy Batman that we remember Doing the from disco. the late 60s. <laughs> yeah, like the TV show Batman. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And in the 70s, he kind of got a harder-edged ba- uh, Batman. You know, and I, I think that's a classic Batman look. And I would love to love see it. the gray and blue back. Yeah. You know, I love Neil Adams again. You know, he was an inspiration for me. So, uh, and Neil, you know, talks about how Frank Miller's Dark Knight, Dark Knight Batman was influenced by his. Batman art of the 70s. Sure. So, and then he starts talking about, oh, you know, Frank Miller, you know, when I first saw his stuff, I thought it sucked, and I told him to give it up. And this is what Neil is saying to you in yeah. his interview. In his interview. First of all, Frank's telling me this story, too. Right. 
So I'm like, oh my God, someone's telling Frank Miller that he sucked and he should <laughs> give it up, move back to Vermont. And Frank's saying the exact same stuff. Yeah. So okay. Frank's telling me this story and as Frank's telling me this story, I'm like, okay, I got to interview Neil. Sure. So then I go interview Neil and Neil tells his side of it. And it's in the film. It's a great. It's one of my favorite parts of the film because it's this back and forth of them both telling their sides of that story. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but it's a great story. And at the end of the story, it's kind of like, you know, Neil gives it up that you know maybe he wasn't as bad as I said he was. You know? <laughs> That's all he gives him. Yeah. This guy who completely transformed. He's all right, I <laughs> yeah. guess. He's he's pretty responsible for what we are living through now in comic books and have been for the last thirty years. Thirty years ago. I mean, I think he and Alan Moore and maybe Sandman, which was a few years later, mm. but I think 1986, comics is still reacting to yep. 1986, and that's when you had Dark Knight Returns and Watchmen and yep. uh, one the, of my the Daredevil run. Yeah. It's it's the year in comics. Yep. And it's insane that, uh, that yeah, Neil Adams was like, well, I'll give it to him, I guess. Uh, I think Neil Adams will be a Kamikaze, too, just a little throwdown. Uh, for you guys, but um, yeah, Neil Adams another another great guy, another guy who can who's a great talker. You yeah. know, he was another guy who said, okay, you know, I might give you forty five minutes. I, I think I have on film two hours. Of, you guys want to go awesome. get some sandwiches and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My hey. camera guy was here. I'll seriously. make them myself. It's cool. You're He's, like, we're all done. Where are you guys going? <laughs> I know. He just kept telling stories and telling stories. It's great stuff, right. you know. Um, as a filmmaker, you're like, how am I even going to get through this? I know. And, you know, as a filmmaker, you know, you're looking for points where they stop and start. And he just kept going and going. And I'm like, sure. how am I going to edit this story? Great story. 12-hour <laughs> documentary. Right. In the movie, the guy who's kind of edited like Max Headroom, that's Neil. <laughs> he just talks about that and nonstop because you have to find places to cut, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's cool. And that's on the movie. That That's the movie right now. If you guys have your digital platforms, definitely download it. I'm interested. To, I want to see this, man. This sounds really, really cool. And how it's long... available on DVD too, right? You got a DVD? Yes. Cool. Yes. How it's... how long is the movie? Let's see. Because all these stories you're telling me, these stories are like two hours. And yeah. how long is the movie? Because I want to hear all these damn stories. Well, that's the great thing, you know. As as a filmmaker, sometimes it's hard to edit. Sure. You, know, you, it, you rely on a great editor, just like in comic books. You know, the collaboration process is pretty much the same. You know, you're only as good as the people that help you out. And if it was up to me, I would have had like a four-hour movie, right? You know, because I didn't want to cut anything. Those sound <laughs> awesome. Those stories sound amazing. Yeah. So luckily I had a good editor and he helped me cut it down to 85 minutes. Okay. So it's a feature-length film. Cool. Um, but the great thing about the DVD, and again, I'll show you the DVD because I'm pretty Ding. proud of it. Ding! Ha! It's, <laughs> it's got the whole movie. On one disc, and then the other disc is four hours of bonus footage. So Whoa, oh, that's where that stuff is. Yeah, that's where it is. I put the whole Stan Lee interview that I did, the whole okay. Frank Miller interview, and I actually created uh, my own comic book. Yeah, a little mini comic book. Oh, I see, mini see, comic look at the price see, of yeah. it, too. Hold it up. I believe it has a price of 0. 0. 0. <laughs> $0. dollars and zero cents. Zero. Remember that from uh, Animal House? That's right. No. Zero point zero. Your GPA. I, I, I was I was fucked up every time I watched Animal House. Michael finally made a comic movie book. Sober. Well, you know, it's it's yeah, exactly. It's like... I got my dream to make a comic That's book. That's really awesome. We That's had really two cool, weeks man. to do it. My distributor said, oh, you want to – because I told my distributor, I said, I want to do something unique for the DVD. Right. Because a lot of comic book fans, they like to hold something. They like to have something in their hands, right? Yeah. And so I said, I know I want to put all this bonus stuff on there. So if you go onto iTunes, you can download the film. 
Yeah. But if well, you buy the DVD, you're going to get that four hours of bonus. That's really because uh, when you were telling the entire story, that was like where my mind was. Is I was like, all the people were really like, I would, I would love just to just sit and just watch the entire interview, listen to all of the stories, and knowing that you have to put the movie in like 90 minutes, I'd be like, I, 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 I would, I would hate. Yeah, I would hate that I, I missed all out. So the bonus material is only available in the DVD version yes. of it. Yes, okay. And are you selling these? Do you, do you have a like the Long Beach Comic Con this past? We, we got to do. We got to stop for a spot break, don't we? I think you called for a spot break, <laughs> and we just kept rolling. Geekscape is. I'm sorry. We're going to come back to the answer to all these questions, uh, like how to get this DVD when we uh, come back on Geekscape right now. We got to take a Zenit TV spot break. We'll be right back. Hey, Geekscapers, we're back here on Geekscape with Michael Valentine and his movie Comics Beyond the Comic Book Pages, and. Uh, I, I've told you guys what I'm all about with the comics. I love comics, and I've actually fallen off comics quite a bit because I've been doing a lot of writing, and uh, I've got a, I directed a music video that's going to be out. In, what from who? Of uh, who? The Mr. T Experience, my favorite band what? of all time. No nice. way. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? I know, I know they're your favorite band, but yeah. you directed a music yeah. video yeah. from Mr. T Experience. It, it comes out October fourth. What? And oh, fuck you, Geekscape us and all about it. We shot it two Saturdays ago, and um. Uh, we're hopefully finishing the cut tomorrow. I and wish you told me. Put, put me on set. Oh, well, we shot it in Burbank, just running around God on the streets. damn son of a bitch. I can show it to you. I think I got show me right now. Did the Burbank cops come out? They never came out. Yeah, that's they weird. They never that, came that, out. It's we Burbank. Had, we had you people, don't fuck with the Burbank right? cops. We had people in costume running around. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, you, a, you're lucky you survived with the Burbank cops. Yeah, well, we didn't shoot it in South Central. We shot it in Burbank. Hey, Burbank cops don't fuck around. They like, they to, keep their, they I, like to keep their streets clean of my, anyone that's dressed up at all. I kept my, I kept my cast honky. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, try not to, I, I try not to provoke the cops, man. Like, I, like uh, When the cops are around, I do not act Mexican. You'll well, not see the El Chucho character so, when the cops run. Yeah, no the, El Chucho in Burbank The Mexican half ever. of me disappears when the cops yeah. show up. I don't fuck <laughs> with that stuff, man. How do you put a little bit of no. foundation two shades wider than my skin tone? Oh, I turn very Anglo when the cops are around. <laughs> I put that shit away. Um, and I'm fairly Anglo to begin with, so let's let's just admit, I'm the Urkel of Hispanics. Um <laughs> But that's what we're talking about here is uh, is Michael's movie comics. You guys can find it on all these digital platforms. And you know what? While you're online downloading this uh, this movie, you can go to lootcrate.com/geekscape. Put in the promo code geekscape and get some cool stuff with a discount. Anyway, this past weekend I was not able to make it down to another convention in the South uh, Southern California area, Long Beach Comic Con. But Michael was there promoting this. And what I wanted to ask before we had the commercial break was. Are you selling the DVDs at your booth? Like, like if we do, you have a booth at like Kamikaze, or did you have one at Long Beach Comic Con? Is that a good place to find the DVD, or is there a website? That's a great question. The a little bit of all of those things. It's actually <laughs> it's actually available on Amazon.com, Target.com, Walmart.com, BarnesandNoble.com. Man, you sold out good. A lot of retail. I love it. That's hey, good. You know, got to get out to the people. You know, the masses. Um, but it's also yes, I will have a booth at Kamikaze and. Uh, you can purchase it through my website, www.comicsthemovie.com. Um, that's with an X. Yes, Comics C-O-M-I-X, themovie.com. Well, how was Long Beach Comic Con? Because I did not make it down there, and I, I like the convention. It's like a small, clinker convention. It's manageable, and you, if you don't want to spend all day at a convention, you can go in and go out. But it's also the downtown Long Beach area is cool. You can go to Islands and CPK. Mm-hmm. But oh, how was it for you? Oh, it was great. I had a great time. You know, it's... It was bigger than last year. Sure. And uh, it seems to, you know, get it a lot more uh, people that are coming, a lot more fans. 
but it's great to get around. There's a lot of I, I saw a lot of people I hadn't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. That's you know it's so funny because for the past 14 years going to conventions, I'm always working it. You know, I'm always there with a camera guy. I'm always yeah. talking to people, working it. This is the first convention that I've been. You were really, done. You were I was done, done with doing yeah. that part. I'm, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I just said, this convention, I just want to enjoy the convention. I just want to be a fan again. Yeah, I want to be a fan again. And uh, it was what I did. You know, I had, a, I had a booth, and I was there for a lot of part of the day. But then there was a couple hours where I just walked around. That's all, that's all you really need to go around the convention anyway. Yeah, and, and there was people there I hadn't seen in a few years, some people that were in the film. Oh, cool. Um, so that was really nice to see him. Andy Park, who's an amazing artist, yeah. he was there, and I hadn't seen him. And he actually bought the film. And I'm oh, like, that's cool. Oh, that's, Dude, you're in it. <laughs> I know. You're in, you know buy, I brought him a DVD, too. Sure. You know, he's like, I already watched it. I bought it. I'm like, what? Like, oh, that's man. really cool. I had to that's see nice. my face. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and Mark Silvestri's in it. Mark Wade. Those are two of my favorite. Mark creators. Silvestri and Mark Wade. Uh, they talk about. They even there's even a little part where they talk about working together. Mm-hmm. You know, on Hunter Killer. Uh, and there's a section oh, yeah. about collaboration. Collaboration is really huge in comic books. So it was an interesting part of the film. Um, you know, um, Mark Wade, just uh, one of the nicest guys ever. If you ever get a chance to meet him or talk to him. He'll give you a lot of time. He's really cool. He, he actually even did a screening of the film in Muncie, Indiana. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, not, that's really Tuck. nice. Yeah, he didn't have to do that. Uh, we did a, a crowdfunding uh, campaign a couple years ago, and I was trying to get some you know prizes right. and stuff to give people. And he sent me like four or five signed books. That's, that's awesome. Oh, and wow. he paid for the postage. That's cool. Like he just he was like no problem. Here you go. And I got him to sign a Hunter Killer book, and I got Sylvester to sign the book too. Um, I got Neil Adams to sketch a really cool Batman in one of the Batman books that I bought. So, you know, everybody who's in this film, they're all great people. Um, uh-huh. Even, you know, Todd McFarlane, uh, Mike Richardson's in the film. From wow. Horse. Mike Richardson's yeah. one of my heroes. Yeah, he is. Because he he's is. seven feet tall. No, I don't, he's <laughs> and, super tall, but... And he talks very quiet. But without like Mike this. Richardson, I feel like I wouldn't have gotten back into comics because he's the guy who had the Star Wars license that got me back into comics. And then from there, I discovered Madman from Mike Alred and mm-hmm. Mike Mignola with Hellboy and oh, Hellboy. Yeah, Sin one of my City favorites. with yes, Frank Sin Miller. City, like yep. that was all Mike Richardson. Like, yep. And Dark Horse chance. was a huge part of that, you know, that nineties in the mask. Yeah. John Arcudi. Yeah, little pe- not Doug many Mankey. people know that that's you know, he started he did Robocop, yeah. Uh, mask. I'm sorry, not Robocop, Time Cop, the mask. And you know, he started doing that. Men stuff. in Black. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of those cool books were both like and don't forget Barbed Wire. Famous because it became the movie starring Pamela Anderson. <laughs> Pamela Anderson, yeah. Pamela Anderson Lee at the time, or just Pamela no? Anderson? I think it was just Pamela Anderson yeah, at the time. No, it but doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, whatever. Matter. I love Dark Horse. Dark Horse is <laughs> it didn't change your looks. I love I love the Dark <laughs> just Horse. Just yeah, yeah. John Romita Jr. is in the film. He's awesome. He's he's a fantastic. Arguably um, my favorite com- uh, comic artist currently working. Like are like it's. His stuff right now on Bat- All Star Batman mm-hmm. is really damn good. Yes, and he's. It seems like he's only getting better, if that's possible. Uh, Joe Casada was talking about him and how John Romita Jr. is one. I think the only art. He said he was the only artist who can draw anything, uh, either an action sequence between two monsters that you've never seen before, or the most mundane everyday thing like a lamp post, a car. But really the difficulty, and I know this because my mother's a painter as well, is the hands. Drawing hands is very, very difficult. Uh, 
Yeah. I did it in elementary school pretty easy. You put your hand down, <laughs> you trace, trace around. It. I made a fucking turkey. It's just every Thanksgiving. They're, they're dynamic objects. They change. They the have so many. You know. They have so many joints and three dimensional space. It's hard to get them right. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that. And and he and, can do it. He can yeah. Do it great. Yeah. In the bonus, in the bonus disc, uh, an artist named Tone Rodriguez. Tone Rodriguez, we know well because he did the cover of Super Action yep. Man number one. Great guy. Actually, was the first guy I met uh-huh. when I started doing this. He was at the North Hollywood Convention back when he had long hair and wearing the bandanas. Um, but I interviewed him. He's in the film. Uh, great guy. Uh, really talented artist. Tone is a very special friend of Geekscape because Super Action Man used to pick on him all the time at conventions. <laughs> 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 I've, I've told Sam to scale back on it, but <laughs> he won't yeah. give him. He, some he will not. He will not. <laughs> That's awesome. But he has a. He has. He talks about hands, drawing hands. Because yeah. I asked, what's the hardest thing for you to draw? You know, and he said hands. And so what he did is he pulled out this box, and he had all these old like GI Joe hands and plastic hands. He would pull them out, and he would use that to help him draw, draw. hands. Yeah. yeah. It's not easy. Yeah. It is not easy. Um, and what, what's like the big thing that you learned like walking out of this and both as a comic book fan and also as a filmmaker and does it open it up to the idea of returning to filmmaking or returning to the idea of making a comic book? That's the question for you, Michael. Well, I've... <laughs> and a, here's the answer for you, Jonathan. Yes, Michael. Here you go. Well, uh, I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I learned a lot about filmmaking. Sure. Um, and as I was saying earlier, collaboration is key. Um, if you're doing a comic book, uh, who I collaborated with two other people, or you're doing a film where you collaborate, you know, with at least 10, 20 or more people. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I learned a lot about comic books. I mean, you know, I'm a big comic book fan, but I thought I knew a lot. But when you start, you know, talking to people. And you start interviewing some of the greatest talent in the industry, and you talk to fans. I realized that you know my purpose with this film was to get people, people who love comic books, to want to watch it, but also people who you know kind of want to get into it, and maybe want to get into comic books, but they don't really know how. They don't know which one to start with. So to me, this movie is kind of a good place for people like that to to pick up um, and learn more about comic books and the people who create some of these iconic characters. Um, I learned a lot from the fans. Mm-hmm. You know, the fans are great people. You know, they're dedicated, they're smart, um, and they taught me, like, to be passionate. Because there are times, when you work 13, 14 years on one project, there's so many times you wonder if you're doing the right thing. You know, are people going to like what yeah. you're doing? Will this ever end? Yeah, <laughs> will this ever end to this? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, people said, well, why did it take you so long? You know, your question earlier is, well, what makes this comic book movie... D- documentary different well the reason it took me so long is because you know when you fund and finance something on your own that's a passion project that sometimes it takes longer than than you think hopefully if i'm able to do another film which i'd like to do another film documentary or yeah documentary sure i want to do another one on this there was so many people that i didn't get there was so many angles and things have changed so much since i started in 2004 you know, there really wasn't podcasts back then. Or, digital, really, or not a whole lot of digital. Right, it wasn't yeah. much digital. I mean, I was getting into that as I was progressing with filming, but there wasn't as much digital. Um, there's a lot of things that have changed. So if I'm blessed to do another one, A, I'm not going to spend 14 years doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to find investors, so if there's any investors out there. What up? What up? <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I would love to do another film. That's, that's my dream. Cool. Because, you know, I... I give it up that I was never the best artist. I tried, 
You yeah. know, when I was a kid, I tried to draw Spider-Man like John Romita because I was, loved the way he, he, he drew that. And I tried to draw Batman like Neil Adams did, and I just wasn't any good. Right. You know, um, I came up with the concept for this, but I didn't draw it. You know, I had someone who could draw and who's a great artist in his own way. He's the same guy who did the movie poster. So I think my contribution, like you guys do this great podcast and you talk yeah, about all kinds of really cool yeah, things. There's quotes around the great, but yeah. Yeah, yeah great's yeah, yeah. being friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Sure. Well, I might as well you guys had me on here. Anyway. We appreciate it. <laughs> Today was great. The guest had a lot to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my contribution, and I hope that people who watch it have as much fun as I had over the last 14 yeah, years in, making it. In Geekscape, if you're not a comic book fan, let's say you're a, a video game player or you're into the movies aspect of Geekscape or TV, try this movie out. You know, It's already on some of your video game platforms like yeah. the PlayStation Store anyway. Uh, give it a chance, and who knows? It might actually spark up your interest in comics because something that I've said the entirety of Geekscape the entire time I've been doing the show is if you're just a fan of storytelling, which you will be, and you already are because you're into video games, TV, and movies, there is a comic book for you. And especially now, it's, there's evidence of that because we've got comics that aren't just about superheroes. Right. From The Walking Dead to uh, everything else under the sun that's now proliferating across TV and movies, they've got comics uh, for, for your sentiment, for, your, for, for whatever your tastes are. If you're into drama... There's comics. If you're into fantasy, there's comics. Horror, there's comics. Mm-hmm. So whatever stories you want, you can find them in the funny pages. That's And that's the one thing it's great about. Like you said, comic books. There's a story for everyone. When I was at Long Beach, uh, I was talking to a dad and his daughter. And his daughter was probably like eight years old. Around the same age I was when I really started getting into comics. Yeah. And he's trying to get her into comic books. you know, And she's just not... You know, she's not into the sure. action comics, the stuff that we're, we like, you know. And I just told her, I said, "Do you? what do you like? And she goes, I like to write. And I said, that's really great. And I said, you know, don't worry about it. I said, there is a comic out there for you that has a storyline and characters that you will be into, mm-hmm. you know. And if there isn't, then create it. Yeah. You know, I mean, and hopefully maybe one day that little girl will go on and create something. You know, and and that's the great thing about comic books is there is no rules. It used to be yes, you had to draw it like this. In fact, Tone uh, mentions this in the film is it used to be you had to draw superheroes a certain way. Sure. But you don't have to do that anymore. Right. You can be pretty expressive, you or can you can be, be literal. Right. 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 And they're all good. I mean, as long as there's a solid story, uh, a good storyline, um, as long as there's good characters and character development with these characters, so you can really get behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, the art needs to be good, but I mean that's all you know. Subjective, subjective anyway. Subjective, yeah. right, right, right. Cool. Um, so Geekscapist, this is the movie. Comics beyond the comic book pages. Again, if you're in LA or San Francisco and you want to see the movie on the big screen, October 6th is your date. But you got to go to tugg.com, search for comics, and buy yourselves a ticket. Make this happen. If you're nowhere near those cities and you still want to see what it's all about, go to comicsthemovie.com and either download it on one of these digital platforms or get the DVD that comes with the extra four hours of interview footage with Frank Miller, Stan Lee, Neil Adams, and a bunch of other stuff. I think it's awesome. I can't wait to see the movie. You got me super, super pumped, Michael. And you know what? I'm proud of you, dude. Like, you came up to us five, six years ago mm-hmm. at WonderCon mm-hmm. and hounded Shane O'Hare like yeah. crazy. And <laughs> yep. not only did you make a movie I'm intensely interested in seeing, but the fact that you harassed Shane O'Hare <laughs> makes me so happy. Uh, because <laughs> It's deserving. It, yeah, I mean, we love Shane, but 
Uh, no, we love nah. Shane. I just he's it's like a kid brother, you know. I I am the kid brother, so you can ask my older sisters about it. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, um, don't point to me when kid brother. I was that kid brother. We love you, Shane, uh, and uh, Michael loves you too. So thanks for getting him here. Thanks and for the love, Shane. Us, uh, throw it out and uh, and spread the love about comics. The movie. They've got a Twitter account and a Facebook account at Comics the Movie. So follow those guys and find out a little bit more about it. Um, we're excited to see the movie. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming on Geekscape. Yeah, well, thank you guys for having me. And I just want to let people know if they want to host their own screening, like you had said earlier, it's possible. You know, you just get enough of your friends together and bring it to your town. Cool. You know, and uh, hopefully uh, people will enjoy it. I mean, I had a great time making it, and uh, there's something for everyone in it, I think. So, Geekscape is you know where to find us. We're at geekscape.net. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and all that. Instagram. Uh, Kenny is crippled Kenny on Twitter, and he's got uh, he's on Twitch all the time, playing video games and streaming live. So. Yep. Uh, you guys can find us however you want to find us. We want to thank you guys and thank the folks at Xena TV for hosting the show. Uh, this is Geekscape. We will see you guys next week. We love you so much. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> no, goodbye. I don't Good know night, everybody. Bye.